Season 2, Episode 138, the last episode of Part 11 of A.T. Robertson's Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ. Jesus closely observes the contributions in the temple and commends the poor widow's gift. This is Tuesday afternoon, or his last period in the temple. He does go on to the, uh, in the afternoon to the Garden of Gethsemane across the way, the Mount of Olives, across the valley, Kidron Valley, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he, uh, he uh, continues to teach his disciples, but that'll be episode, the next episode, episode 139, which I'll introduce at the end. Uh, so this is Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Mark, uh, four verses in Mark and four verses in Luke, eight verses. Based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ, copyright 1922. And C.I. Schofield's Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909, which uses the Schofield which uses the King James Version of the Bible, copyright 1611, which is public domain. And uh, there's another majority text uh, in English called the uh, New American Standard Version, which is just modern, but it different words a little bit. Sometimes I kind of grew up with the King James. I like it. Uh, but if you don't like it, that, then I would use the New American Standard if I were you. Anyway, reference Bible, copyright 1909, my acid test for which one, is it majority text or not, is 1 John 5, 7. Uh, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. The, the Trinity uh, is right there. Because I grew up always hearing, there's no, Trinity's not in the Bible. I saw that verse, I don't know, a year ago, a couple years ago. I couldn't believe it. I was floored. Anyway, sometimes you read and you don't really, you can't, catch everything. But teaching really helps you to focus in on stuff. You go over it and over it and over it. Anyway, uh, so uh, Rick Myers, I use the Rick Myers eSword free Bible study app for PCs. I also use, uh, or it's also, uh, Rick Myers eSword is also available on iPhones, which is where I use it mostly. And I do use it on my PC some. And Android's uh, 7.0 uh, system or better. I, I I also use Bible Hub, Hub commentary, BibleHub.com commentary. But I've noticed that I also, a lot of times, if I'm just looking for a verse, I'll just Google what I'm talking about and it will give me the verse. I ask it usually in the King James Bible and then I can find a lot of verses, arguments, commentary, just just out there, but I don't put any stock in in any extra biblical commentary. All I'm looking for is scripture that's going to substantiate evidence. I would call that. I don't call commentary evidence. I call it somebody's opinion. And and they've done a lot of work. And sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not good. And if it doesn't agree with scripture, then it's not good. If it does, great. But I'm looking for evidence. Evidence in the 66 books of the Bible. Uh, BibleProject.com, 
I use it occasionally if I'm teaching a book of the Bible, uh, but I have used it in this, so I kind of list it. Um, all right, we're in Jerusalem. We're going to end the day, uh, or the next episode is going to be with him walking to the uh, Mount of Olives. I think you, you go west to accomplish that, if I know my geography. I should visit Jerusalem and get where everything is. I, I would love to do that, but anyway, we'll see. Um, so this is the end of 11. Uh, last public ministry in Jerusalem when he leaves the the court of the Gentiles today, the temple, court of the Gentiles, uh, not to return, if, unless I'm mistaken. I just don't see why they would bring him to the temple. They don't want justice. They want murder. I don't think you bring him to the temple for murder. But in the shadow of the... We're going in the shadows with Jesus. He's withdrawn before. He's going to withdraw now in part 12 for 14 verses. Then we have uh, part 13, the arrest, trial, crucifixion, and burial of Jesus. That's 16 episodes. I said six, 14 verses. I meant six, 14 episodes. Part 12... In the Shadows with Jesus, 14 episodes. Uh, 13, Arrest, Trial, Crucifixion, and Burial, episode 13. Si I'm sorry, part 13, 16 episodes. Resur part 14, the last part of A.T. Robertson's 14 parts of A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ is the Resurrection, Appearance, and Ascension of Christ. And I would that takes approximately 14 days, which is what Pentecost me Penta is 50 um, and in that uh, last part 14 the six it has 16 episodes all right so if you ever do look up A.T. Robertson's Harmony of the Gospel Student the Life of Christ you'll see that I kind of increased the number of episodes because I wanted to include the passages in my PowerPoint so I'm going to try to do that uh, if time permitting, uh, to go back and do that for the ones I, I didn't do that for. Anyway, um, now that I learned how to do it, maybe it's something new, I don't know, but anyway, it took me a while to learn how to do it. All right, so we are finish, finishing uh, one episode 137A. In his last public discourse, Jesus solemnly denounces the scribes and the Pharisees and the hypocrites um, in the court of the temple, which I think would be the court of the Gentiles, where the treasury is kept. Um, Jesus closely... Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Revelation 6, 9, and 10, speaking of eschatological teachings, this is uh, what's called the end times. It's going to be the end of the church. Uh, not there's another thousand years of Jewish history, really. I mean, I would call it the, the kingdom of Christ on the earth and, and the church. Uh, well, I don't know what they're going to do during that time period, but I know they're going to worship the Lord. And they're going to start with all believers because all the lost people, all the people that hadn't trusted Christ, the goats, if you will, are cast in to the lake of fire for a thousand for a hunt for for a thousand years. That's right. Um, just that's what it says. Uh, and he cried with a loud voice saying, you know, and people go, oh, you're condemning, you're condemning, you're condemning. No, it says in, in John chapter 3, verse 18, right after 16. 
and they that and they that believe on the Lord are not condemned, but they that believe not are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John three eight, uh, John three chapter verse eighteen. They uh, are condemning themselves by not believing. I'm not condemning them. I'm just reading the headlines. I don't. You know, I'm just just a reporter. That's all I am. Anyway, um, so uh, Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. And when he, Jesus, had opened the fifth seal, there's seven of them, I, John, saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Okay, why are they present with him in heaven with Jesus and opening the seals? Because they were slaughtered during the last seven and a half, seven years, six and a half years. They were slaughtered and they're in heaven, absent body, present with the Lord, just like my wife, just like I will be unless the Lord comes back in the rapture and then I'll be caught up together with them in the clouds. But either way, and they cried with a loud voice saying, they've got a bone to pick with God, I guess. They've been saying the Lord's Prayer for seven years you know, it's going to be the Jewish prayer of the of the tribulation. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's begging them to come. Holy and true, dost thou, how long, when, how long, O Lord, holy and true, Dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? This is this could only be the 144th. The timing is set. It's opening of the seal. We know when that is. It's right before he returns. He opens up the seals, the plagues. Uh, they're really bad. And if he didn't come ahead of time, or as soon as he opens these seals, they, they no one would have survived into the millennium the thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth. But believers are going to populate the millennium. The unbelievers are going to populate the lake of fire. Sorry, but what's going to happen? First, uh, you can you can curse God for condemning you, but you condemned yourselves by not believing, by not saying, Jesus, save me. God, the best way to know how I'm trusting Christ is my Savior. God, give me eternal life. Give and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I did that. I did. I, I, God, the best way I know how, I know how. I'm trusting Christ my Savior. I didn't promise anything. I didn't promise to make Him Lord of my life or set Him on the throne of my life or change anything. Because I, at 18 years, 18 and a half years, I knew I wasn't going to keep anything, any resolution, any oath I made wasn't going to last very long. How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. This happens right after the verse I just read, and when Christ comes back at the end of the tribulation. Revelation 6, 9 and 10 were in heaven right prior to the second coming. This, Daniel's vision, is the second coming. So eschatology, they go right together. The end times, the end of the church, really. 
sorry, but it's the church is for a thousand years, two thousand years, and then it's going to be uh, the the reign of Christ on the earth for a thousand years, and it's going to be great. Daniel chapter 7 verse 13 and I Daniel saw in the night visions and behold one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven Okay, I saw in the night vision. This is a vision that he had in Babylon during the Babylonian captivity and Behold one like the Son of Man Jesus's favorite name for himself. Maybe because of this verse. I don't know why It doesn't occur that many times in the Old Testament It occurs a lot in the New Testament because Jesus keeps calling himself the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. So that tells us where they're at. There aren't to have clouds you gotta have an atmosphere. And there's three heavens. There's the heavens of our atmosphere, birds fly, fighters fly, whatever. Um, it, it it'll burn up a, something that comes into the atmosphere. It, it there's some, there's something up there. But, uh, but it's not enough to live on. Above 10,000, 30,000 feet, it's pretty hard. Now, the Sherpas, I don't, I don't think they're going to go up. Well, there are no mountains that are above that. But snow, the, the snow line is at 10,000 feet. 10,000 feet is above the tree line. Excuse me, I'm not the, not the snow line. But the tree line is, is uh, not, 10,000 feet is above the tree line. You can see that in the Rocky Mountains. Of course, you could see it in the, in the, Places in uh, in uh, Switzerland, uh, the Alps. You can they're 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 twenty thousand feet, and then the Himalayas are thirty thousand feet. So they're increments of ten, ten thousand feet, twenty thousand feet, thirty thousand feet. Anyway, I Daniel saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. So he had a vision of the Son of Man coming to the earth. And came to the Ancient of Days. Sounds like God is already on the earth. He made a trip. He's an advanced party. And they brought him, the Son of Man, the Messiah, near before him, the Ancient of Days, God the Father. Okay, so Galatians 3, 7. Now, there, now ye therefore, they which are of faith, like me, for example, best way I know how I'm trusting Christ my Savior, faith the grain of a mustard. Now I have a lot of faith. And Jesus Christ is my Savior. But I don't have any more than I did that night when that girl said, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven. And I, said, I thought about what she said, and I said, you're right. And I couldn't believe. I agreed with somebody. I mean, I understood she thought I was going to heaven, but that doesn't mean I think I'm going to heaven. It doesn't mean I believe I'm going to heaven, but, but I did. I, I, I did. I did believe. I, I believe it no more now than I did then. Ask my parents. Ask my family. Well, you can't ask my parents, but you can ask them in heaven one day. But I, I was on fire after that. Okay, um, Zechariah nine nine. This is a prophecy of uh, of the triumphal entry by Zechariah during the Babylonian captivity, a contemporary of Daniel. Rejoice greatly, Zechariah 9.9. 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. That's Israel. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just. And having salvation. Ask him, give me salvation, Lord. Give me eternal life, Lord. I mean, you don't have to say it like that. You could say, God, the best way I know how I'm asking for eternal life. I don't have a lot of faith. I have just enough to ask you. 
Remember me when I come into your kingdom. And if you do, I can say, uh, if I never see you again, I'll, if I never see you at all, I'll see you in heaven. And riding upon a donkey, this is, you know, narrows it down to the triumphal entry. And upon a colt, the foal of a donkey. That would be the uh, triumphal entry and the, representing the humility of Christ. Okay, uh, sp also speaking of esch eschatology, the abomination of desolation. This is at the three and a half year midpoint of the tribulation. And it's when things, after the first three and a half years, it's called the great tribulation. But it's called the abomination of desolation. It's the Antichrist revealing who he is. He's Satan's man. And he is going to turn on the Jews and try to kill them all. It's easy to find 144,000 because they have the seal of God in their forehead. And that's where the mark of the beast comes in because he just copied. He didn't come, Satan didn't come up with anything original. And I'm not saying the Antichrist is Satan. I, I think he's a human being, but but he's definitely influenced. And there's a trinity there, Some you know the beast and the dragon and the whatever. Satan himself, for then shall be great tribulation. For then, at, at the midpoint of the, at the abomination of desolation, which is clearly when the Antichrist offers sacrifices in the temple. Only uh, Moses's priests of the tribe of Levi are allowed to do that. It's an abomination for someone else that got Saul in trouble when he offered a sacrifice and uh, took away his kingdom. And um, for then shall be great tribulation. The first three and a half years was tribulation because the Antichrist is starting to use food as a way. I don't know what he's doing for the first three and a half years. It says he deceives the very elect. So maybe, maybe he's such a nice guy, even believers are deceived. But at this point, he turns. For then shall there be great tribulation such as was not from since the beginning of the world to this time, to the time of the abomination of desolation, which hasn't even happened yet. The tribulation hasn't even started. It's going to start with the rapture. Church is taken out. I'm kind of glad about that. Sorry. But if you want to go, trust Christ. God, I don't want to go to the tribulation. Take me. I want to go to the rapture. Amen. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not seen from the beginning of the world to this time, the midpoint of the tribulation, nor, no, nor shall ever be again. And except those days sh should be shortened, unless he comes back before the, three, the second three and a half years is up, before the seven years is up, there should no flesh be saved. I, even the Antichrist has flesh, okay? So I, that's why I say that, that humans are all going to experience the first death if the Lord tarries, if he waits the full seven years to come back. There'll be no flesh to live on into the millennium. But for the elect's sake, that's believers, you're elect, God's going to choose you if you choose him. It pleased God to save them that believe. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. You do the same thing. A grain of the face of a mustard seed, my pastor's always talking about mustard seeds. In fact, they're all around my house. I got. I need to show them, take a picture of them, because I got a cam, a thing that'll tell you what it is. But I'm convinced there. I need to do that. 
Those days shall, when I tell you I'm going to do something, that helps me remember to do it. Those days shall be shortened. Okay, uh, now this is a little thing about the 66 books of the Bible written by Peter. And uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. For we, the writers of the Bible, have not followed cunningly devised fables, absolutely the writers of the Gospels. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables and a New Testament, with all eyewitness accounts. When we made known unto you power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus is his name. Lord and Christ are majestic uh, salutations that should only be used for one person. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And the, and the Messiah. But anyway, not... But we're eyewitnesses of his majesty. That's powerful. So if you don't believe the Bible... And I've had people tell me, I don't believe the Bible. This is where I always take them. Well, listen, this is an eyewitness account. It should stand up in any court of law. And it's eight writers in the New Testament, if you want to limit it to that. But I think all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. None of those are necessarily nice. I've heard people say, I don't like doctrine because it's divisive. Doctrine... All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and prophet for doctrine, for reproof. That's not good. Correction. That's not good. But it is good that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You've got to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, i got to tell you this real quick. Yesterday I bought an app for my phone that was a game I like to play. And I even spent... I, I can't remember. It was less... I can't remember. $5.99 or something. I spent on having no ads. Well, all day yesterday, the weather was kind of bad, kind of cold, rainy, and I just played that all day. I went to bed feeling like dirt. And when I woke up this morning, one of the first things I do after I tell my kids I'm waking up, I uh, I check my calendar, see if I got anything hot today, like a doctor's appointment or something. And... Um, and, uh, and I found this verse, uh, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Whereas you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall, we shall uh, do this or that. Redeeming the time for the days are evil because the days are evil. Oh man, I should look that up. Anyway, I'll put it on the next one. I'll put a slide on it because I want to cover it for you. But it was really, I, it was like God saying, hey, hey, listen, buddy. Just because you're retired, just because you got nothing to do today, that doesn't mean you got nothing to do today. You want to finish this podcast, get to work. Redeeming a time because the days are evil. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. I can't remember exactly what it says. But I'm not, you know, this or that. Is is not walking wisely, you know. Wisely is. I felt very rebuked by the Lord in uh, Ephesians five. You could look it up. Ephesians five, redeeming a time. Look it up yourself. You could look it up with just that, redeeming a time. If you need to, if you're spending too much time on stupid stuff, 
get to work. I got a house to clean out. I mean, I, I was in a bad accident six years ago, and I've had six surgeries. And you can say I have an excuse, but I I need to, I, need, I got work to do. Drawers to go through, stuff to give away, throw away, put away. Anyway, Second Peter 1.16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. That Not commentators, not people that didn't live at the same time, not somebody that was on the other side of the world from him, but eyewitnesses of Jesus. And I, I think all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So all 39 plus 27 writers, 66 writers of the New Testament. Is that right? No, that's how many books, 66 books in the New Testament. Writers, I forget how many writers there are. Uh, there's eight in the New Testament, debatable on who wrote Hebrews. Um, and then there's 20, I can't remember how many there are in the Old Testament. I've got it somewhere. I should look that up. But you can do that. If you have a phone, you can do that. If you can listen to this podcast, you can look up how many writers of the Old Testament. And we're not talking about apocryphal books. We're talking about of the of the uh, canon. Okay, but we're eyewitnesses of his majesty. We have an eyewitness account here. I would go with that. Commentators, not when somebody starts teaching a commentator in the same tone of voice they're teaching the word of God like it's some kind of authority I just it drives me and I don't like it all right all right let's take a look at uh, the four verses in Mark and the four verses in Luke for 18 verses this is he's just getting ready to leave the temple and go to the Garden of Gethsemane and continue teaching on this Tuesday. This Tuesday is a long Tuesday. And Jesus sat over against the treasury, which is right in the temple of the uh, the courtyard of the Gentiles, the, the open area in the temple. And the treasury, probably debatable where it is. Uh, the court of the women is towards the door, from what I understand. But anyway, it's been destroyed, so it's pretty hard to say exactly where it was. I, don't, I didn't know there was a... Maybe they let him in the old... There was a court of the Gentiles in the tabernacle, for sure. Anyway, but this treasury is inside the temple uh, courtyard. So it's in the very first... You got the holiest of holies is the last place, and you've got the, the courtyard of the temple is the first place, and then there's the place where you have the showbread and the the... the the uh, the box that holds the Ten Commandments and the and the Ark of the Covenant. Um, okay, all right. Jesus sat over against the treasury located in the courts of the Gentile, or the court of the Gentiles, uh, as one entered the temple. Ver- uh, continuing, let me start forty one again. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. It was a box know if it was a little mailbox what kind of box it was but uh, it, this is not the uh, the where they had the the the, uh, the the lot this is not the ark of God okay that's inside the holiest of holies by the way the place where only the high priest goes once a year with blood and uh, 
and many were cast, and many rich were cast in much. Let me read that again. Verse 41, And Jesus sat over against the treasury, and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. They were impressed. If it's silver money, I don't know how much paper money they had. It probably made a racket when they, when they poured it into the box. And there came a certain poor widow, maybe one that was ripped off by a, a scribe, Pharisee, or hypocrite, uh, and had no one to, to take care of her. And there came a certain widow, and she threw in two mites. Now, I looked up the word mite. The two, well, it says, threw in a mite. And then if you look at the definition, uh, I think it does say, anyway. It does say mites. Threw in two mites. Okay, so there was two mites. Which make a farthing. At any rate, the approximate value today is 25 cents. Okay. Um, no, that's not today. That was in 1909. That, I looked that up in the Schofield Reference Bible. And it was... Uh, um, very little. Oh, one, one to eight cents. One to eight cents in, in 1909 was the value of two mites or a farthing. Okay, but then I looked it up today in Wikipedia, so shoot me. It goes into some great detail, shows what, you know, shows the silver coin and everything. And it was, it was uh, much, the, the tire, the, both of these were, were not Jewish coins. They were either Roman, Roman or um, Greek coins. But uh, the tire, uh, shekel was was kind of the medium of exchange. But anyway, um, but it had a higher content. It was almost, it was over 90% while the the Roman uh, shekel only was something like 80% silver. So the, the Jewish, the scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites required that the temple uh, tax be paid with the uh, Tyre uh, coin, which is still not anything to do with Israel, but Whatever. Um, a farthing. Two, okay, so again, remember that back in those days, if it was uh, two mites, it could have been as much as eight cents. Um, and that was in 1909. Remember, when this was written, a penny was a day's salary. So a quarter would be 25 days' salary. And that's, that's what it's valued at today. Now, a day's salary is, you know, I don't know what I, minimum wage is. They want to make it $100 a day or something. Um, anyway, um, eight cents. Um, all right. Moving right along. Back then, eight days pay. That's, that's your whole life savings is eight days pay. Regardless of when you were alive, eight days pay is not... Uh, going to keep you in a, the style of living you've become accustomed to. Anyway, all right, moving right along. Verse 43, Mark chapter 12, verse 43. And, Je and he, Jesus, called unto him his disciples. 
called unto him his disciples, and saith unto his disciples, them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. So they've been watching this you know, Tuesday afternoon event of casting uh, money into the treasury. And some a lot, and this widow drops her two mites in there, probably can't even hear them make any noise. And uh, we're talking about very little. But she, according to Jesus, she cast it in more than any other. Given, it shall be given unto you, pressed down, measured full. Given, you shall lay up treasure in heaven, where moth and rut did not corrupt it. Thieves do not break through and steal. Verse 44, our last verse on Tuesday in the courtyard uh, in Mark chapter 12. Uh, For all they did cast in there, and all they, the that besides the poor widow, did cast in of their abundance. But she, the widow, of her want, did cast in all that she had, and even all her living, her life savings, eight cents, eight days' pay. Okay, uh, Luke chapter 21, verse 1. And he, Jesus, looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. I'm sure they would be coin, uh, silver coins, whatever. Um, And he saw a certain poor widow casting. So they would steal widows' houses. And there are two mites. And verse 3 of Luke chapter 21, And Jesus said, Of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. Take all that money you heard go in there. This lady put in more. For all these have of their abundance cast into the offerings of God, but she of her penury or poverty hath cast in all the living that she had. Not bad. Okay, um, I want to talk about the scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites again. I, I don't think I'll do this again. But uh, So if you don't get it this time, you won't. I don't think you'll see it again. Mark chapter 7, verse 11 through 13. To the scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites of the temple of the widow's might. Verse 11. But you say, if a man shall say to his father or mother, it is Corban. This is Mark chapter 7, verse 11 and thir- through 13. But Verse 11. But ye say, if a man shall say to his father and mother, it is Corban. That is to say, a gift, footnote, to the temple. By whatsoever thou mightest be prophet of me, you shall be free. They, you know, the people that are listening to this know that, that they're... The scribes, Pharisees, and hypocrites are telling them, make sure you give to the temple. Don't worry about your parents. If you don't have anything left over to give, then just don't give them anything, which is kind of a violation of the fifth commandment. They're teaching for traditions, the commandments of God, as opposed to the commandments of God, that their commandments are what it is. 
he shall be free. And ye suffer him no more to do aught, anything, nothing, not a widow's might for his father or his mother. Verse 13, making the word of God of none effect through your tradition. That's about the worst thing you could say about people that are supposed to be teaching people the ways of God. They're teaching, making the word of God of none effect through their tradition. And if your tradition is to teach uh, commentaries, start teaching the word. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. If you want to do a good job, you're going to have to spend some time at it. It's called laboring. That's why the, that's why the elders, that's all they did was labor in the word, which he had delivered. Verse 13, make the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which you have delivered. And many such things do ye. Next episode, season 2, episode 139, starting part 12 of A.T. Robertson's 14 parts called In the Shadows with Jesus. He's going to be in the Mount of Transfiguration. He's going to be, you know, I think he only leaves there to go to uh, the Last Supper on uh, Thursday evening. Uh, not Thursday evening uh, because Thursday evening he's back in the garden. Uh, and that's where he's taken captive on Good Friday. And good. Good Friday starts on Thursday evening. All right, uh, season two, episode 139, Sitting on the Mount of Olives, Jesus speaks to his disciples about the destruction of the temple. They ask him, look at the temple, isn't it beautiful? And he goes, not one stone will be left upon another. And his own second coming, which we've talked about in some detail, and they have the scriptures to look back on, Daniel's prophecy. I mean, Daniel and Lions, it's pretty hard not to read the book of Daniel. In the apocological, the the apocological. Man, I gotta look that word up. I'll I'll tell you what it means next week or next time. Apocological, a p o c a l y p t i c. Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic, 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 there we go, apocalyptic, apocalyptic language of the great eschatological discourse. Well, A.T., you you got me there. Um, I should have, this was the last slide, and I thought, I I know what it's going to say. Anyway, Tuesday afternoon, which is right before evening, and he's taken prisoner, and he prays in the garden three times, and and Peter, James, and John fall asleep because they're tired. Anyway, uh, we're going to look this season. This uh, just to warn you, episode one thirty-nine has thirty-seven verses in Mark chapter thirteen, fifty-one verses in Matthew chapter twenty-four, forty-six verses in Matthew chapter twenty-five, and thirty-four verses in Luke twenty-one five through eight. So I'm going to have to divide these up. Maybe I'll quit including all this. Eschological, apocalyptic, eschatological. That's why I got confused because I was looking for this word, eschatological, and this is apocryphal, apocalyptic, apocalyptic. It's a word I don't use very often. I know apocryphal, but 
Anyway, eschological, I use that word, discourse, Tuesday afternoon. All right, I will say adios to God and via con Dios, go with God.